Yo guys and welcome to episode 11 of the Hoops and Hattricks podcast. I'm Fasika, obviously got my brother here. Oscar, how you doing, man? Yo, man, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Obviously, you know, it, it's been a great weekend for both of us, you know, because we've had the UFC 100%. back, UFC 249 back, and it was just, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was a great card. Like, it was, it was good to have some sports back. Um, first live sports to come back and I'm so happy that we actually got to witness something yeah and like obviously we're recording on a on a Monday evening it was supposed to be a Sunday but uh, it was like an episode of like EastEnders in Oscar's household yesterday he told me uh, like p- plates, yeah. plates flying about and everything so you know we could... one of those ones man <laughs> yeah so we couldn't do it but we're here today <laughs> And we we saw some incredible fights, man. They were oh my days. Wait, because I missed, I missed parts of the prelims. Just t- tell me mm-hmm. what you tell me what you think of some of the prelims that you that you watched. Okay, so start. I have to start with um, Anthony Pettis, Donald Cerrone. Obviously, um, for those that don't know, Anthony Pettis is my guy. I've been a Showtime fan for ages. Like I've loved the guy. I love. It's like. Even back in my WWE days, I've loved high flyers. And then coming on to UFC, where it's real fighting, and this guy is jumping off the cage, Superman punches, spinning back fists, spinning back elbows. Like I was like, this guy is this sublime striker. Um, and his his like his submission game is very underrated too. But so Pettis Cerrone, obviously it's a rematch. Pettis did beat him in uh, seven years ago, back in 2013, with uh, a roundhouse kick to the body. And again, there are two fighters who will fight anyone. They fought on different weight classes, and um, where Pet where Pettis has been going up and down. Now it's been good to see Pettis, and both of them fight at their natural weight, and so the fight went the full three rounds. Um, great fight, great striking. Pettis um Pettis was hitting Cerrone with with the same kick that finished him. Cerrone was taking it. Um, Cerrone hit Pettis with the signature Cerrone head kick and Pettis just swallowed it. Um, yeah, that fight was unbelievable. Pettis did end up getting the win. I know a lot of people online felt like Cerrone was hard done by, um, but I feel like it's just probably the striking edge that I feel like Pettis had. That's what gave him the win. Um, but yeah, otherwise, that fight was amazing. And another fight on, on the undercourt, undercard that I loved was uh, Olenek versus Vadum. Yeah, two forty, two forty-two year old men, swinging, <laughs> swinging, um, literally, uh, Olenek beat him up. I'm not gonna lie, especially in that first round, he gave him the work. Um, Vadim's jiu-jitsu, Brazil, these Brazilians, they're just so good on the ground that his ground game did end end up winning him around. And you you don't want to be on the ground with Vadim, whether you're on top or on bottom, just just get up. You you don't want it. Um, so yeah, his his, his jiu-jitsu is next level but um, in the stand-up game yeah uh, Olenek was just giving him work uh, fortunately we did not get to see Jackery Souza versus Uriah Hall which did break my heart because again I do love a bit I love them both um, I feel like Uriah Hall has my favourite knockout in UFC history with the knockout in uh, the Ultimate Fighter where I thought that guy was never going to get up I was so shocked um, Ran has kick and I thought wow like I w- the the guy was not even breathing, uh, but yeah, because um, uh, Jackery Souza tested positive for COVID nineteen, we didn't get that. And then um, also, what else was on the prelims? Uh, um, yeah, and then obviously um, 
Watson versus I can't say her Esparza. name. Esparza. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, a fight went the full distance. Um, bit of a contentious decision, split decision, but um, yeah, the fight was solid. And um, yeah, so going on to the main card, this is where Mr. Fasiga decided to wake yep, up because yep. we're meant to watch the whole whole card together, but somebody went missing. Well, I I, I couldn't miss the sports. So yeah, we can go on to the main card now. Yeah, so uh, obviously, I, I mean, I missed the Greg Hardy fight as well. Unfortunately, I mean, you, you take the lead on this because I, I I missed that one. Oh yeah, Greg Hardy versus uh, De Castro. Um, yeah, De Castro was chopping down Greg Hardy's lead lead leg, um, inside outside leg leg kicks. You could see the bruising, and then so it's funny. Obviously, we had DC and the the regular guys in commentary, and um, Hardy actually heard DC say, "Start checking those leg kicks." It's crazy because as as we know there was no crowd for UFC two forty nine. So um you could hear you could hear the opposition coach, you could hear your coach, you could hear the crowd, the commentators. I'm pretty sure even the officials talking between you could hear everything. So um Hardy started checking those leg kicks, dodging them, and then when De Castro threw another one, um Hardy checked and De Castro's toe was busted and he he wasn't in the fight from there, but the the De Castro's he, He's just he's just a swingers, he's just a power. But he's got he's he's a swingers. He's a wild, but he's got power and he's quite quick for his size. But then um, he did not throw. He stopped throwing like attacks towards um, Hardy because his foot was injured. He even said at the end of the fight, "Yeah, my foot went," and he lost the fight. Um, big up Hardy, obviously coming from N NFL. Um, cause he's an athlete. Cause he's willing to learn. And it's going to be an interesting one seeing how he's going to come come up in heavyweight heavyweight division. Heavyweight division, it hasn't been all that yeah we can say recently, but um well not recently because we had Stipe versus Cormier which was great but it hasn't been the, the it has not been the go to thing so it's good to see someone coming up although I don't think he can touch the, another fight we're about to Oof. talk about in the heavyweight division, but um yeah no it's good to see it's good to see someone coming up. Yeah, and then this is where Fasika woke up. Yeah, Stephens uh, versus Cal- so you can talk about this one. Yeah, so I did end up waking up for the the Calvin Cater Jeremy Stevens fight, and this this is a fight mm. I actually wanted to like really really like really watch because Calvin Cater he you know, he came off a uh, loss to Zabit, which he actually done really well in, and he's like kind of a dark horse in the one forty five division, and Jeremy Stevens mm-hmm. is like he's one of those guys that you just have to go through. Like if you want to make it to the next level fight the the higher ranked guys you have to go through Stevens it's like you know what I mean mm-hmm. so he he did it I mean he it was a, it was a great fight for however long it lasted around the two rounds and yeah they, they, they both hit real hard they both hit so hard but then bro K of that you could hear oh, you could hear it you could hear it that oh, elbow bro the elbow like yeah especially because there's no crowd you could hear the connections and you were just hearing bow, 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 bow. I was like, whoa. And then, obviously, the elbow. <sighs> Man. And the thing is, they both threw elbows. Yeah. Both threw... Uh, it's just... Oh, man. Ah, that was... Yeah, the elbow was ridiculous. And that was a that was a great win for Kato, who... I mean, who do you think he's going to face next in, in the featherweight division? The thing is... That's the thing obviously because of the virus I don't know who but who I'd say he's gonna face next um 
Well, do, do you think he, he, des- he deserves a shot yet? Hey, no, no, yeah. I think there's, I think there's, a, I think he's at least two fights away. I think. So what, Aldo? No, because Aldo's in. He's at the bantamweight division now, isn't it? So. Oh, he's he's gone up. No, he's gone down. Down, sorry, yeah. So who's? I who's, think. Wait, who's so I mean, you know, you got Yaya Rodriguez, uh, you got Frankie Edgar, but you know, he said he might go down to bantamweight, but for now he's in the featherweight. You've got. Korean Zombie, but Korean Zombie looks like he might get a shot mm. after, you know, the Holloway-Volkanovski rematch. But, you know, you've got Ortega. I mean, there's a lot of guys, like, up there. Ortega. You've got a lot of Ortega's guys there. Ortega's a shout. And, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't fought since, a shout. since he got absolutely battered by Holloway. So, that might that yeah. might be a shot for Gator. Uh, what? You're not hearing Zabit? Oh, my. I forgot. Zabit. Zabit, he's... Mm, Zabit, I think he's next in line for a title shot. I think he might be next. Yeah, Z- Zabit is sensational. He's, he's disgusting. I think he's absolutely sensational. He's he's oh amazing. He's amazing. Those those guys they're built differently. Him and Khabib they're just built. Built. I don't know, but Zabit is just ah. Oh, I love big. Zabit. He's like he's six one and a half yeah. for a featherweight, and he's quick. Yeah, he's so and, oh, he's got everything. And exactly, he he can strike. He can do any any strike like what like. When you're playing with him on, like, I play UFC 3, yeah, online. If I come against Zabit, I don't know what to expect. Like, I don't know how to fight him. Because, like, the, the head kick will come, this, bro. It's basically like fighting Anthony Pettis. Like, he's just, but he's just more durable and he's he's better. So, yeah, yeah no, that, uh, Zabit fight, ooh, Zabit, Calvin, Kett, that would be a, an amazing fight. But I'd have to back Zabit. Yeah, I'd, I'd back Zabit as well. I mean, no, I mean, Zabit faced Kate already. Yeah, Zabit, yeah. Zabit, yeah, Zabit faced him in, his, in the the um, the fight before. Uh, the fight before, the fight, yeah, yeah, and it, it went the full distance. Yeah. And you could... So what, do you think he, he gets a rematch? That could be, that no, could be a rematch. Zabit needs a title. But yeah, but Zabit... Zabit, Zabit needs will, a title. Go, he'll go for the title shot. So I think some... I think it might be Yaya Rodriguez. Because he's, he's, got, he's got a few wins under his belt in a row. So that could be one for mm. him. But... Um, well, what about Holloway? Uh, Holloway's gonna get that rematch. He's gonna get that rematch with Volkanovski. He de- absolutely deserves it. Yeah. No one else really deserves it. Yeah. So. I love Holloway, man. My favorite in that division. No, yeah, for sure. And um. Um. That that was the featherweight fight. fight. And the next fight, which was mm-hmm. a, a fight slash an attempted murder, was uh, <laughs> Francis Ngannou versus Jairzinho Rosenstreich. I was getting ready for, for for exactly what it was, but I didn't know it was gonna last twenty seconds, bro. Bro. I remember, like, obviously, we, me and Fasika were talking. We, we made a rule to talk in between fights so that we don't spoil it for each other. But I had to message you as soon as it happened. Yep. I'm so sorry. I don't know if I spoiled it for you no, or you not. Didn't, don't I worry. think you'd already seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you'd already seen it. But, um, yeah, like, I'm trying to cut down on swear words, but that, that made me swear a lot. It made me swear a lot. I was so surprised. As in, like, they obviously, Rosa Strike was 10 or no. They bigged him up. Like, he just came came off the back of destroying Overeem's lip and then um yeah he, he came out of he just destroyed Overeem's, Overeem's lip and we were like okay two two fighters heavyweights they they both beat Overeem and it's gonna be um gonna be an explosive fight little did I know and the thing is Rosenstrike started the fight with some nice leg kicks yeah but Ningano just walked through them walked through them and was just swinging and then once that left hook landed, he was out. Do you know what it used to be knocked out? But because he was on the edge of the cage, he was sitting. 
And this, the finishing mentality of this guy to keep banging him when the guy was gone, <laughs> I'll never understand. Ningaru does not care. He he needs to make sure he secures it. And that's what his fourth first round knockout in the UFC. Yeah, in a, so, in a row. Um, yeah. Like, it's bro, we were talking, I think it was the same day or the day before about his knockout of Overeem and how he already, he already knocked out Overeem but and then he he wanted to you know he wanted to as you said it was it was a mentality you know fight until you know the referee the referee stops you and he just landed mm-hmm. that hammer fist to his face and the same thing he did with Rosenstrike yeah. he, he was knocked out and then the last one to the temple on the left side of his head while he was already sitting down so unnecessary that was so unnecessary oh my days so and you can tell he's landing he's landing fl- because he's knocked out the guy's not moving or avoid he's landing flush shots like that's pure Cameroon power to, <laughs> to your dome. Like what you're knocked out already. Like, bro, that that's attempted murder. That's attempted murder. But um, nah, that's why Ninganu has to get his rematch against Stipe. Because well, I know DC is gonna because it's DC, DC is gonna get his rematch first. DC wins, he's gonna piss off and retire. But um nah. We need to see Ninganu Stipe. That that's the fight, but the thing is, DC could if DC is the perfect fighter to beat Ningano, yeah. because Ningano does not want to go on the ground, as we saw with the Stipe fight. If you stand up, if you want to stand and bang with Ningano, R.I.P. to you. You're not you're not gonna stand and bang with Ningano. Even we saw with Stipe, Stipe tried, but Stipe eventually had to grapple, wrestle, like a five round fight, because if you want to stand and bang, you're getting slept. So, man, now. I actually have a bit of vim for the heavyweight division. Um, but it's a shame for Rosenstrike. Imagine that being your first loss in the UFC. Oh, man. Like, you're 10-0. You, 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 like, what he did to Overeem's lip, yeah, I can't get a picture out of my head. And then he was talking up the talk in, in, in the press, and then you got banged in 20 seconds. And even afterwards, Ningano was like, yeah, he's not ready for me. <laughs> yeah. like, he's good. I was like, the disrespect, but you, you can't even chat to him. So... Yeah, nah, that heavyweight, that Ninganu is something else. Like, it should have been, the fight should have been for the interim title, because mm-hmm. Stipe and DC, you know, for for whatever reasons, they they're basically holding up the division. So, like for yeah. me, Ngannou is like the unofficial interim champ, and 100%. if if this fight doesn't get made in like they're saying July or August, the the Stipe DC three, if it doesn't get made then. Mm-hmm. I think they should just strip strip uh, Stipe because it's take, nah. I, I think I think if it doesn't get made in like July August, I think they should just they should just strip him. It's just taking too long. Nah, Stipe's just got to fight thing. Stipe's just got to fight Ningano then, uh, because because Stipe will argue you're gonna strip it and give it to you. Stipe's beaten both. If we're honest, which is why I feel like it's a bit harsh to take him. But you do make a fair point. They'll take it long. So yeah, if if it doesn't happen this year. I uh, if you strip him, it's a bit unfair because he hasn't lost it in the ring and he's beaten DC and and Ninganu. So, um, boy, it's it's an interesting dynamic. We gotta see what's gonna happen because I I don't think we're gonna see DC Ninganu and I, I want to see that if I'm honest. I mean, DC said that you know he he would want the fight if Stipe doesn't want to fight him. Then he said I'd, I'll mm. get I'll, I'll get into the ring I'll get into the octagon with. And gone. I'm not scared of him. That's what he said. So that could be on the cards as well. And there's fine, as you said, there's there's finally vim in the heavyweight division. There's finally a bit of yeah, hundred percent excitement. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, that was the that was the the third last fight of the of the night, and the the yeah. second the penultimate fight of the night was uh, co-main. The yeah. co-main event was uh, Henry Cejudo, the bantamweight champion, versus Dominic Cruz, the former, and you know consensus greatest bantamweight the of ban- all time. The bantamweight got the bantamweight yeah. got, and for me it was a uh, it was kind of a lackluster fight. I mean. Sudo deservedly won, but you said, and I agree that you thought it was a it was an early stoppage, horrible stoppage. But looking back at it, I can understand where the ref was coming from. Like I'm, I'm not gonna. But obviously, at the time, obviously, I, I'm very passionate. So at the time, I was, I'm, I love Cruz, didn't I? I love Dominic Cruz. He's definitely the goat of the bantamweight division. But um, and the thing is, I don't like Sudo. I'm not gonna Come lie on, to you. Man. I again, I'm 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 a I'm a DJ guy, so Sudo just chats rubbish, but he's he's amazing. I, I I don't like him. I don't like what he says, but in Octagon, I can't deny how good he is. So, um, and obviously Dominic Cruz had a long layoff uh, from the Octagon, so this is his kind of like his comeback fight. Yeah. And to lose like that is very painful, um, because it, it is his division, if we're being honest. And then to lose, and then f- for my man to say that he's gonna quit, not even give my man the rematch. It's just so I just feel for Dominic Cruz, man. Um, that clown's trying to get a new contract out. out cause you can see how he was sweet talking, Uncle Dana, Uncle Dana, <laughs> piss off, man. So yeah, um, I just uh, I I love Cruz and there's the stoppage. So have, have you looking have you looking back at it? Um, Dominic Cruz shoots for a takedown. Sahuda with the most perfectly timed knee I've seen in a while. Yeah. Knee to the head. Cruz is rattled. Gone. Gone. Then Zahuda jumps on him. Ground and pound. Ground and pound. And he's, Cruz's head is on the floor. He's getting ground and pound. Ground and pound. But then the gods summon something in Cruz. And he's standing up. And then the ref comes in the way of it. The ref, If the ref waited once. But understand fighter safety and all that. It's not the worst stoppage I've ever seen. But it is a very poor stoppage. Because I can, again I understand where the ref is coming from. Like His head was literally on the ground. Getting left hooks. But. It's just the fact that he was he. You could even see like he's, it's he, like the the ground and pound strikes. They were hurting him, but they weren't really affecting him. It, it was the knee. He he'd recovered from the yeah. knee, and he was coming up again. Um, and then, yeah, it's just unfortunate that the stoppage happened. Like I I do think it was an early stoppage, um. But like obviously mm. as you, as you said, like I understand. Like he he the knee and plus there was a lot of unanswered shots on the ground. I mean, if the referee just like stopped mm-hmm. the fight like a second before Cruz was starting to get up, there would be none of this. But it's Cruz was, yeah. but it's the fact that he did it while Cruz was starting to get up, that mm-hmm. was the thing. But bro, I love Triple C, man. I love that guy. I love Henry Cejudo. I'm not even joking. I know he's you. your guy. I know he's the, your the guy. whole the whole the king of cringe, all that stuff when he's at the, when he's doing the face off with the you know with the pillows with the faces on them. I I like mm-hmm. I like all that stuff. Um, and it's because you know what? It's because he can back it up. That's the thing, because he can back it up. That's the bro. thing. Like tri- triple C, and um, yeah, he said he's gonna retire, but obviously a lot of people believe, and also obviously me and you believe that he's he's doing it for a new contract, and this would be the worst time to leave. I mean, there's so much. I mean, it's great for him because he's basically done everything. He's he's defended both the fly, the flyweight and bantamweight championships. Nothing really else to prove. It's mm-hmm. just to continued you know fighting taking on more challenges but there's so much mm-hmm. talent in that bantamweight division so many people that need that there's there's like three 
I'd say there's like three fighters or four fighters that does literally deserve, like legitimately deserve a title shot. You know what I mean? Who's who do you say they are? Aljamain Sterling, Petio Yan. I don't know how to pronounce his his first name, but Petio Yan. Yan, yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, Corey Sanhagen, and I know he beat Marias, but I, I want uh, Marias beat Aldo, and I, I do believe people said that Aldo mm. beat Marias. But I, I thought Marais won that fight. I want to see another. I want to see another Marais Sayuda fight. That was a great fight. So yeah, and obviously um, Marais is number one. Yeah, as in obviously two the champ Marais number one. So yeah, I would love to see that fight again. Um, but man, it's yeah, it's true. Yeah, there are people who who deserve a shot at the title. So um, I don't. I don't. Ho- I hope he's not going to retire. That's all I can say. But if he does, nothing surprises me anymore. Especially with him, it's the type of thing he will do. Yeah, exactly. And if I'm honest, obviously now we're getting to the to the main event. And for me, the the best mm-hmm. the best fight I've seen live, like probably watching it live, Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson, bro. We were just we were, the voice notes back and forth. You ruined it for me at the end, unfortunately. Uh, texting me a stoppage. Like, what are you doing that for? But um, <laughs> bro, I'm not gonna lie. I was too in my feelings. Yeah, I, I know you. You were you, you were too passionate. You were, I could feel I could feel it through the message. And the thing is, like, during the, a lot of the fights, we we're messaging quite a yeah. lot. But this one, our messages slowed right down. Yeah. <laughs> we could tell we, we the fight was so like fixating that we did I, like my phone. I even forgot it existed. There's a time you pinged me, and I I, I like my brain. I heard the message. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on my phone. But I did not acknowledge it at all because the fight was too good. Yeah, that fight was absolutely, man, one of the best fights I've watched in a very long time. Like, it's given me goosebumps again about UFC. I say it's the best fight I've seen since um, Adesanya and that Mexican guy. What's his name? Gastelum. Gastelum. That's it. Adesanya Gastelum. It's the best fight I've seen, seen since then. 100%. Actually, no. Shevchenko and... Um, uh, what's the Asian girl's name? Asian. She's definitely Asian. It's about Watson. No. Valentina Shevchenko. She fought in the last the last major undercard. Oh wait, okay. She um, she okay. Who did she face? She faced Chakugian. Um. No. Okay, I'm Shevchenko. I'm not gonna stop into that until I go. Wait, who 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 was the one whose face got beat up? Not Shevchenko. Um, oh my god, it's actually slipped my brain. It's annoying me. Oh wait, it I was talk, the I last talk, wait, one before. Are you talking about Jessica I? The one with the one that with the head kick. No, no, no. Asia, bro. I don't oh, know who you're talking about. She faced Liz Carmouche in the last in the second last fight, but she's not Asian. No, it was Wei Li Zhang versus um, it's about Joanna. You're, you're, you're in JJ. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. This yeah, yeah. man got me Googling stuff and you got the name I, wrong. I, I, I confused. Oh, I, confused I confused the fighters. Something, uh, allow me, guys. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up. Like, I, I don't really follow story in it, if I'm going if I'm to be honest. Oh, you're a sexist guy. It's bantamweight and featherweight. <laughs> no, you didn't even let me finish. I said, I'm a bantamweight and featherweight guy when it comes to the women. Even flyweight. Strawweight, I'm, I'm learning. I'm coming up. I'm coming up. Um, but yeah, no, that Wei Li Zhang fight was amazing. But yeah, no, uh, back to before my memory l- l- went left me. Back to the fight recently, the uh, Ferguson Gaethje fight. Man, Ferguson's built like a truck. Oh man, 
the shots. It got so bad where Geishi's corner had to tell him, you're trying to kill this guy. Like, stop wasting all your energy. He was throwing absolute haymakers. The connect and Ferguson kept advancing. Like Ferguson is a pressure fighter. We all yeah. know it. You, imagine taking that much punishment and you're still walking forward. It's amazing. He's a he's a different breed. I mean, these these are the shots that you know Gaethje normally he 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 has them right. But because there was no fans, mm-hmm. you could really hear them and you could really feel the power. But this is what he does on a. On the on the on the regular fight basis, you know what I mean. But it just seemed so 100%. much more intense, and the fact that he didn't even he he stumbled a couple of times. But apart from that, I mean, he didn't look phased at all with 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 the bombs that that Gaethje was throwing. And I could not believe what I was watching because I I thought Ferguson was gonna win in like the third or fourth round. But then the fact that not only did he lose, but he got beat up for five rounds, like he. I had get you. I mean, you can give the the the, the round like the, I guess to Ferguson second round when he round when two. he knocked him down, but Gaethje was winning that round until he knocked him down. Uh, yeah, it's true. But apart from that, he was beating that, him up, bro. He was beating him up, and the thing is, I have to big up you. A couple podcasts ago, obviously, I was disappointed that Khabib couldn't leave Russia, but you were like Gaethje. Gaethje's the guy. Gaethje's bro, the guy. You, yeah. Gaethje's the guy, and then. He ended up proving me. Obviously, I knew about Gaethje, but he ended up proving me like he's worthy. He was worthy of being the Khabib replacement because the the fight was sensational, as he said. Yeah, but the thing about that round, yeah, Gaethje got hit at the perfect time. Oh, yeah. If that was ten seconds before yeah. Ferguson kills him, and the thing is crazy because they both threw uppercuts, but Ferguson's one just came so flush, boom, yeah. and then the bell just came. But and you could tell Ferguson knew that the bell was gonna come because he didn't jump on him at all. He 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 knocked him down. He stayed back, yeah. and then he gave Gaethje the time to recover, and come out banging again, literally banging. Um, yeah. So that's the thing. It was it was almost a picture perfect performance apart from that that knockdown, which was again it was a great shot by Ferguson, great uppercut, and it rattled the whole. But Gaethje recovered so well, so so well. He didn't look phased by it. And came out to win the rest of the fight. Um, and even as crazy as Ferguson was, he was upset with the stoppage by Herb Dean. Yeah. Um, because obviously you could tell he got hit with a, a straight left, and he started shaking his head like you could tell he was rocked. Yeah, he was trying yeah, to yeah. shake himself out of it. And I feel I felt like it was a good stoppage because yeah, yeah. he had taken enough punishment. Nah, he was he was he and wasn't gonna do anything to, after that. I mean. Yeah. No, nah, he wasn't. And I feel like th- the next thing after that was 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 a knockdown. So. Um, yeah, so a great, great fight, man. Happy that we got UFC 249. Bro, before before we move on, I need to big up one mm. fight of that. That's kind of he he gets a he he gets a bit of hate. Don't know why. Doesn't really get the respect he deserves. But I got to big up this guy. Do you know? Do you know who I'm gonna talk about? I wish I wish I could tell you. Bro, I'm talking about a Dustin Poirier, man. Dustin Poirier. I think he's I think he's so underrated. By the by, the casuals, not by the, I don't think mm. you know by the people like, people deep in the MMA world in the UFC world, but by the you know casual mm. MMA Twitter things like that, I think he's so I think he's disrespected and underrated because this guy stopped Justin Gaethje in an unbelievable fight a fight that Poirier was losing. You could see how much the mm-hmm. leg kicks were hurting him. He was but you know he yeah. and he gave as good as he gave as good as he got to Gaethje and then he stopped Gaethje, and the only fight that he's lost mm-hmm. in the last like seven fights was to Khabib who, who's beating everybody 
And yeah, Khabib's a monster. Poirier, you know, you know what? Wait, before and again, before we leave, well, not leave, before we finish Mm -hmm. the UFC section, if you Mm -hmm. if you were to make two, if you were to make a a couple fights of like the four or five best lightweight or the four best lightweights in the division for the next for the next uh, UFC card, whenever that's going to be in the summer, the big one, Mm -hmm. what what fight would you make, or what fights would you make? Can we even obviously get? I'm conflicted. Obviously, Khabib's got to be involved. Yeah, but who do we put him against? I mean, it'll be it'll because... be Khabib versus Gaethje. That one's like that one's sorted. That's that's gonna be the title but fight. F- Ferguson's been waiting for years, bro, bro. bro. I know, and it's um, it's so sad. It's unfair. But Gaethje's Gaethje's interim champ. It's gonna be Gaethje versus Khabib. You, it's got it's got to be that. It can't be Ferguson. Not yet, anyways. Then, then, if it's Gacy Khabib, then just do Connor Ferguson. Bro, no, nah, Connor nah, Poirier. Nah, nah, nah. Connor, Connor, Again, Connor Poirier. You're gonna say I'm, you're gonna say I'm underrating Poirier, yeah. But Ferguson, he's not taking a layoff. He's come back from the injury against. He was injured. So I don't count it as a layoff. Not taking a layoff. Come back, and um, got banged against Anthony Pettis, but he came back to win, bro. I got a lot of time for Ferguson in it. Yeah. Again, yeah. maybe I'm I'm one, I'm one of those guys that underrates Poirier that you say in it, but I'm going Connor, Ferguson, Khabib, Gaish. No man, no man. Oscar man. Nah, I'm going Kab- Kab- Nah, I'm going Khabib Ferguson, then Connor Gaishi. You. That's it. You know. You know. You know what I'm thinking. I fear that this that Ferguson's loss is gonna. He's gonna kind of be the forgotten one out of the top lightweights. I think his next fight isn't gonna be against one of the top top guys. I think it's gonna be somebody who's ranked like fifth, sixth, or seventh. Because if you look at it, let, let me check the rankings. Yeah, quickly. if you check the rankings, so if... number five, Dan Hooker, Cerrone. That's five, six. I, mean, I think Felder seven. seven. Yeah. Because if you think about it, I, nah, that he, he don't deserve that. I, he he, defi- I know he doesn't. He doesn't. But the way. Things are stacking up. Khabib versus Gaethje. That's going to be made. The thing with Connor, mm. you don't know if he's going to stay at 155 or go to 170 to face someone like Masvidal. But if he stays at 155, mm-hmm. Connor versus Poirier will be made. I really feel that's going to be t- two. Obviously, because you know, they fought once before. He finished Poirier in mm-hmm. the first round, but that was a long time ago. That, that Yeah, P- Poirier's a different fight. And Poirier now. deserves that fight. He deserves a big fight. He really does. If you look, does. If you look at his resume... The, the last like the last five six fights, he's he's beaten everyone apart from Khabib and high level guys as Khabib, well. Khabib, yeah. So I think mm-hmm. I think, that, yeah, I think no, that's, that's, the, the, that's the fight to make. Do you see Connor going up to welterweight then? Yeah, I I can whether it's his next fight or the fight before he's got. He said he's he said he likes it a lot. He really enjoys one seventy. Uh, I, I I don't want to see him go up there. I feel like I'm really enjoying that division right about now with Usman and Masvidal. I, I want that fight in it. I want Usman Masvidal first before Connor. I don't want to see Connor fight. I, but I know Usman and Masvidal both want Connor. Who wouldn't take Connor? That's the fattest paycheck in the UFC. Yeah. But please, can you two handle your business in your division first? And then Connor can do what he wants because Connor's Connor. Like, he, he can do whatever he wants. But um, yeah, nah. I really want to see Usman Masvidal. I don't think that fight's going to happen. 
I don't. I, if you gave it a, even Woodley Edwards, even Woodley Edwards, we we were gonna see. We we're gonna oh, see that one now. We're, we're just gonna face Burns Edwards. I mean, he's kind of again. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of like Ferguson, kind of like lost in lost in lost in the what's the, what's the phrase? I don't know. Just he's just kind of lost it around lost. the top because you you don't really have a, you don't really yeah. have a corner for him. But I think Masvidal, his mm-hmm. uh, he's gonna face Connor before he's gonna face um, Usman. I think. You think I so? Think so yeah. What, because of the paycheck? Yeah. And I think Dana, I think Dana would prefer that than would then um, Usman versus Masvidal. But because of what the entertainment the entertainment factor, factor is going to bring in, it's going to bring in a lot more money. I, don't get me wrong, Masvidal versus Usman is a great fight, but Masvidal versus Connor is going to bring it's in a, a it's, it's a better fight, entertainment value, and it's going to bring in a lot more mm. money. I think for the UFC. Yeah. Um. It's a shame, but I kind of, I kind of can't disagree with you. To be honest, I can't disagree with you. Um, ah, man, we we got a lot to look forward to because I, this is the one time in UFC where every every weight has got a banging yeah. banging fight. Because again, going up, going up a little more middleweight, I need to see Adesanya Costa. I need, I need that. I need to see that. Because again, I think Adesanya is my favorite fight in the UFC right now. He replaced that that clown, that light heavyweight clown. <laughs> Um, but yeah Adesanya's striking is sensational and um, Yoa Romero does not deserve a rematch because he did not try and fight and um, he's battered Whitaker so give me Costa I love a bit Paolo Costa's a madman so plus they've um, got a little bit of bad blood as well or Costa that just hates Adesanya so yeah um and also in the light heavyweight division, before we move on, obviously it's Reyes needs his yeah, rematch. Yeah, that, that's that's that's, that's a fight to be made. I mean, there's no really questions yeah, about that. No one else. Um, but yeah, man, I'm happy to have UFC back. Yeah, and you know we spoke about that for thirty four minutes, bro. That that's a lot. I know. Um, I'm just looking at the time now. Yeah. yeah. So um, obviously we're moving on to, you know, the last dance, which we've talked about on you know the previous mm-hmm. episodes, and we're gonna talk about episodes five and six today and let me just start off i know mm-hmm. episode five i know everyone who watched it the beginning of it something in their heart you know what i mean seeing kobe bryant oscar give me give me your thoughts on on that part of the episode. man just it's from from the moment like the fight um the the fight <laughs> you're stuck in my brain uh the moment the episode started and just seeing in love in love and memory of kobe bryant and then just, just seeing him walk through Froby, this is number eight Froby with, you know, the Lakers and just just seeing, just looking at him, just I can't I can't put to words like the emotions I felt like, just looking at the greatness. Um, yeah, I I just you just feel it in your heart like wow like we actually lost Kobe man, it, man it's RIP Kobe so many times I don't know how many times I can say that that's just just one of those guys that you just feel it in your yeah. heart and then obviously then going into it um just seeing him just seeing just, just seeing Kobe just walk around like the backstage and the dressing room and then um seeing just Jordan and Kobe just casually greet each other because they know they're about to go at it but just the, you could tell the respect was there but you could see this young Kobe just going about his day seeing Jordan giving him a little hand it carried on and then obviously seeing Jordan talk about him I in, just the, to say, yeah. in the locker yeah. room and in the timeouts and saying that little boy from LA yeah, is going to yeah, make yeah. it this, this is that. Man, man, we, we love Kobe, man. 
Yeah, it was a great. It was a great moment, and it was great. I was gonna say it was great to see Michael, you know, in the East locker room talk about <laughs> talk about you know the little kid from LA. He's gonna make it a one on one. You know, talking about how tenacious yeah. he is. You know, he he's just gonna go for the shot every single time, and that was that mm-hmm. was definitely um great to see. And um, you know, further into the episode, we we you know see the the dream team. We see um the nine ninety two U S uh, Olympic basketball team go into Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who hasn't yeah. seen it, like I implore you to watch the Dream Team documentary. It's on YouTube. I don't know where else it is, but it's mm-hmm. unbelievable because it really shows how globe, how global they really took the game of basketball. It was crazy for once. Yeah, because that was the first time actually taking it seriously. Yeah, and um, I I wanted to mention Tony Kukoc, bro. Mm. That whole thing with Jordan and Pippin was so funny. Oh my, that was hilarious. <sighs> I felt bad for Kukoc. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I felt real <laughs> yeah. bad for him. Especially in that first game where he threw up air balls and he was clunking and he couldn't... But then again, it shows the type of guys that Jordan and Pippen yeah, are. Man. You're not deep in it. Imagine, imagine telling the whole U, the whole USA squad, leave that guy yeah. for me and Pip. <laughs> Nobody else go near him. Bro, it's mad. Like, ah, oh, man. And then they, they put the clamps on him, bro. They put the defense on him. And it's the fact that they played him twice in the final as yeah. well. And then again, it shows going back to Jerry Krause, not giving Pippin say, yeah. the money yeah. that he wants. And again, Pippin and Jordan had it had it out for Krause because the way he treated Pip was... And then the way he was treating, obviously, saying that even if he wins 82 games, he's got to go, Phil Jackson. Jordan saying he's not going to play for another coach, etc., etc. So it all comes back. It all fits into the whole storyline, which made it beautiful, but... Man, I have to I have to pick up Tony Kokic for coming back in the, in the second game. Because uh, imagine being clamped by Jordan and Pippen. Because first of all, they're good defenders. Yeah. So if they're on you, it's uh, going to be hard to score. But they're defending on you like with, with a reason. With vengeance. With an intense focus. Exactly. As in, arguably the two best defenders ever just going to be defending you. So, um, nah. It's mad. I just, I just, like you said, I was going to make the point again about Kraus, just the hate the pettiness that they showed because they said they just I think mm-hmm. Pippen was like he wants to make anything I can do to make Jerry Kraus look bad I'll do it oh that's just like, yeah, unbelievable yeah, yeah. and it's deserved as you said just the way he the way he treated Pippen with the contract situation and all mm-hmm. that but I, I, this there was this moment I don't know if it was in episode 5 or episode 6 I, I don't know which championship it was they won I think it was oh, the third one I don't know the third one the second one when they were in the locker room and the reporters were talking to Jerry Krause and then you know mm-hmm. he had like champagne all over him and then he was like you know it's it's a great thing for the organisation blah blah the, the, oh, the, the, he, the, he kept saying yeah, organisation the team, the team, is, the the team is great but the organisation yeah. is you know really it's the best organisation I don't know if it's the I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the the whole documentary that's kind of made me like not like Krause but that part just kind of got on my nerves because like, yeah we get it the organisation is great but you got freaking Michael Jordan Scottie Pippen but, and the rest of them like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 honestly, I'm happy you said that because I was, I was not gonna mention that because yeah. I thought I was just gonna be petty. But I'm so happy you said that because I was thinking the same thing. Like he kept on saying the organization. Yeah. All right, we know, we know. But like you just got like the goat on your team. Like you acting like you're basically saying swap out, swap out Jordan for someone else. At, at the time, would have been what Barkley. I don't know. Who, I don't know who would have been at the time. And we, he's basically saying we still would have won. And I don't think that's true. So. Um, yeah, I'm happy you mentioned that, and not me because I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, might, I might be looking, I might be looking like a Jerry Krause hater. 
But yeah, and um, we move on to episode six where it was, was that the Phoenix Suns? Fight? Was that episode six? Yes. And then the New York Knicks. That was the Charles Barkley episode. Yeah. yeah. So like, bro, again, I don't know if it's because just, we just don't do our research, but it just seems weird when we see like MJ in like a losing position. Like when they were 2-0 down to the yeah. Knicks in the, um, was it the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals? It's just, it just seems so weird. Yeah. 100%. Even the first couple of episodes with seeing him losing when Pippen was injured and stuff like that, you're just it just doesn't resonate with you. But it's good to see like his character because even while he was losing, he was still a winner. As in, he was still putting up numbers when they were getting beat. And then in order for them to start winning games, he had to elevate even more. So it just shows that how people say he's the unquestionable GOAT. And obviously, you can argue a couple other people, but Man, Jordan shows that even when he was, um, even when he wasn't winning, he was still great. And yeah, as you're right, the narrative of seeing him losing, you're just not used to it. Which is why, which is what makes this show amazing. I think it's it's the best sports documentary of all time already, and it's not even finished. And I can say that right now, um, it's got such a value where, like, you'll be watching you'll be watching episode five, knowing that you have episode six left. But you're upset that episode five finished. Yeah. Because it's one episode <laughs> less. Do you got know, that mentality where it's like, oh, like the episode's actually done. Even though you've got another one right that's coming right next. You're just like, no, like you just, you just don't want it to stop. So, um, yeah, especially now I've got two episodes to watch. I'm gassed. I'm gassed. Yeah, and just one thing that, you know, was a kind of a main theme was this is when he was starting to get, you know, f- mentally tired, physically tired of the game. The media, mm. and then it just it just showed like the, his. I feel, I forgot which like member of staff it was that kind of like went through his like daily routine, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just crazy and just like yeah, it's great to be Michael Jordan. It must be amazing. But then you see all the stuff he has to go through, no privacy whatsoever. One of no. the most recognizable faces on the planet, mm-hmm. and it just it just shows how much of a toll like that can take on a person. Exactly. Imagine being asked the same question every day. Oh, are you retiring? Jesus. Are you retiring? Are you retiring? So are you going to retire? And it's the way they try and word it differently. So is this your last season? Yeah. <laughs> Go away. Go away. And um, he handled it very well. Very, very well. Because <laughs> better than some people now, like, Ross Westbrook will just tell you next question. Oh, my Le- days. LeBron will, just get, or LeBron will just get up and go. Yeah, he'll just leave. Like, not say nothing. he just leave. So, um... And the thing is, yeah, now the attitude these players have to the woods of media, I love it though. Like when the, when the media asks a dumb question, LeBron will be like, "Huh?" Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was watching a, a clip on YouTube of media asking dumb questions. Even oh, yeah, KD yeah. was like, "Yeah, bro, you got you got to do better than that." Yeah, and I remember that one. Yeah, with uh, yeah, now, but um, I love it. I lo- I love the NBA players now. But Jordan was actually quite a model professional with the media, to be fair, considering how yeah. annoying they were. Um, so. Yeah, now that media narrative is crazy. Like, literally couldn't go anywhere. And also, we we got to talk about the fact that he almost signed Adidas. That would have oh, changed snap. the yeah. whole narrative of culture. I'm sorry, Jordan's a culture, Nike's culture. And if, to think that, that Converse, Converse was the biggest basketball brand back then. Converse, bro. That's crazy. As in Chuck Tate, as in Larry Bird and Magic Check Jordan. Days, yeah. <laughs> Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were wearing Converse. Converse, and then this guy didn't. Jordan did not want to go and sit down with Nike, 
And now it's the most iconic thing ever. And then obviously when he was going back to, to New York and he played in the first ever uh, Chicago Jordan 1s and his feet yeah. were bleeding, Oof. but he kept going. Bro, but that, that whole Jordan thing, the Adidas um, the Nike thing, it, I can't imagine Jordan not being manufactured by Nike. Yeah, it just seems weird now. Crazy. It, it does, but it, it makes me think, like, if Nike had Jordan, would I be wearing more Adidas? Like I'm even wearing, you can't really see. I'm even wearing a Nike top now. I've got I'm wearing a, a Nike hoodie Jordan. now. Yeah. Yeah, I can Bro, see you wearing the Nike tech. I, I got an, I got a Nike hoodie right now. I got Nike uh, tracksuit bombs, and I'm wearing Nike slippers. And I've got Nike I've got slide. a Jordan hat on now. I've got a Jordan cap. That's what I'm saying. So oh my goodness. would that all be Adidas right now? Because I'm not saying I'm not saying Jordan is a major reason why Nike are who they are, but he's a very 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 big reason as to why he was the first major major athlete to sign a contract of that size obviously now they have the Ronaldos and you know your other your other like athletes LeBrons yeah exactly but um like would we would I be wearing the thing is I don't mind Adidas but I sort of feel a little bit mm, about it yeah I don't know would I be an Adidas guy like would Nike be would would this is the narrative you have to think about and I've got like upstairs I've probably got about three or four pairs of Jordan ones and the Nike sign the Jumpman so how how would you, how would you how would a jump man work with free stripes or even Adidas like this is all stuff you have to think yeah, about yeah yeah that'd be yeah I'm sure Adidas are killing themselves for not for not oh following through days. with that imagine I mean they're but, great um, but if imagine you had the goal on your side yeah like, exactly it would change the whole narrative of everything like even now like when you look at Adidas athletes like they've got James Harden Lillard um, quite a few obviously Messi like there's but it's just Hey, no, no, no one's really looking to buy like hardened like trainers and stuff like that. I'm not gonna. Yeah, actually. no one's yeah. really looking to buy them. Or Lillards, if I'm being honest. I, or I, Lillards, I love, or I, love both, I love both players, but um, I feel like in football they have a bit. Yeah, they, in football they have a bit more ground. Yeah. Because they still look, but in in the NBA, man. I mean, because you got that, you got them, you got the Adidas Predators and things like that in football. Mm-hmm. But that, with the that trainers, class, yeah. Yeah. That are like um, old school, but with trainers, yeah. yeah. What can you say, superstars? Bro, you're lo- when you're when you're looking at trainers to get as a basketball fan, whether you want to wear them when you play basketball or just like go out and things like that, you're looking at you're looking at obviously the Jordans, you're looking at the KDs, the Kyries, mm. the PGs. Yeah. The you know what I mean? The, you're yeah. looking at the Le- you're looking at the LeBrons. I mean, that it's just it's Nike. They're just so powerful. I know. The yeah, great, and I just said freak all, shoes now. All, all all the shoes you mentioned. All Nike athletes and they're all they yeah, if you look for basketball shoes, that's where you're gonna go. I'm not gonna that's where you're gonna go. Because even Converse they lost all all the weight they had gone. Like who who wears Converse now? Like I, I, and I have I have a so pair of long. Chuck Taylors that like, have original Converse's, like all stars. No, not not oh. their basketball things. I th- I think those are horrible. Yeah. But the actual <laughs> original like Converse high tops, like I've I I quite like those. But Converse basketball shoes, bro. If you wear that now, you look like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine imagine pull up to a court in com- no, no but someone like me now I respect it because I know where they're from but other people be like bro you're balling in all stars like yeah. how does that make sense so um, yeah man that narrative is crazy bro was the, is the Jordan ones the ones that everyone was going wild like for the last few days yeah like, going the, on sale um, or something yes uh, they were sold out instantly there was a pair of Jordan one um, so it was a recolor so um, the royal blues I'm a bit of a sneakerhead by the way so the royal blues came out but um, they came out in a white so okay. they called, called the white royals Jordan one white royals they came out and they sold out instantly they were like 130 quid 
And um, yeah. Well, were you trying to get up. a pair or or not? Not really. No, no, no. I, I wasn't really bothered. But it's just crazy because I, I've had Jordan 1 since like year nine. But and n- nobody, like there was still a bit taboo back then. Like back then. Now, like this culture, everyone buys everything. Like, yeah. like Air Max 97s, when, when JD bought them a Foot Locker, they became everywhere. But oh back in like year days. 10, year 11, if you had 97s, I was like, rah, you got 97s. Now 98s, JD are getting those. So it's like, bro, there's no, there's no like, um, it's like, you can't be exclusive anymore and it's London because everyone just copies the trends. Oscar, the, I, I just, I, I was thinking the Nike, Nike Air 97s. I was thinking, wait, is that the shoe? Mm-hmm. And I just Googled it. Bro, everybody has this shoe. It's crazy. Bro. Everybody but- has this shoe. Bro, if if you put if if anyone had that in bishops, I would have rated them so hard because they were so exclusive back then. Like Foot Locker, JD, none of them had them. You had to order them. Wait, but what? Now that, what, hap- what happened to make them like so big in like the last like three years, three four years? JD, JD and Foot Locker bought them. So they you, you you go and JD, you can buy them now. But before you couldn't. Oh snap! Really? Oh, I yeah. Didn't, I didn't even know that. So um yeah, it's like MX ninety eight. So if you Google those um. They are, they are oh, yeah, again. I just saw them now. They, they are exclusive joints, but now JD starting to get them. So you're, you're soon. You're gonna see everyone in 98s, and these are shoes that I like, but I'm not gonna touch them. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. Find, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna find my own way. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I can't do like everyone else. <laughs> so, um, but the thing is, I don't know if I'm ready to go down the basketball shoes route. Like, I love PG shoes, and PG's my favorite player in the league, but I don't feel the will to buy them, bro. I mean, they're nice. They're, I, I got a mm. couple. I'm not going to lie. I got a pair of Jordans. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the name of it. It's like, I don't know, the 13s. I don't know, the Air, the 13 Lows or something, whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a pair of them. And I have a pair of the KD, um, I don't know, man. They, they come out so quickly. I think it's the, the KD 10s. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, they're really nice. And I was thinking, that, yeah, the KD 10s. I was thinking of get, getting a pair of PG's ones because his ones are really nice. All the Kyrie mm-hmm. ones as well. Yeah, the Kyrie ones are nice. The Kyrie ones bro, are nice. The PG, the PG PlayStation ones and the NASA bro, ones oh. are so nice. I don't know which ones I, I prefer. The NASA, the NASA collab or the PG collab. Or the, I meant the um, PlayStation collab. I don't know which one I prefer, but oh, they're, both they're so some nice. nice shoes. And even he's got the new PG4, the, the laceless shoe. I think that's kind of nice. It's kind of like the, the the shoe that Kuzma wears. The Is it the Zoom? The zoom yeah? I forgot what it's called, isn't it? But the PG4 is oh, completely yeah, laceless. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't know if I'm, I'm. I don't think I'm there yet. And I'm also. I don't think I'm there yet with wearing a, bas- a basketball jersey as well. Like in the summer, I'm not there yet. Like I, d- I don't know. It's if, just some part of me that isn't. I'm not there yet. Like I love the sport, but well, because you, know, you still yet. feel like you're still like a football guy. Is is that it or something else? Not even that. I feel like just my my fashion sense and my clothing like it just doesn't align with that kind of oh okay style and the thing is, if i if i saw someone wearing that i'd i'd rate it you'd rate it but yeah but it's just just me like i don't know i just feel a bit like, mm, i'm not fully sold on it yet maybe if i see one in the flesh that i like then maybe would you if if you were to get one what would your first one be um are we talking all time all time um utah utah jazz short lake city i love that jersey Wait, is um, it the, the 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 one that they brought back this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one they oh, brought okay, back this yeah, season. Yeah. Um, Miami jerseys are nice. The city jerseys are nice. Um, I I quite like the city jerseys. Even the Lakers, Toronto's city jersey, the black and gold jersey. That's beautiful. Where it wins his Oh, yeah, <sighs> bro. That's so nice. 
Um, yeah, Miami have nice city jerseys. The the LA Clippers city jersey is nice. The white with the the white like, the white and black like, one. Yeah, almost like the um, GTA writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Lakers they have a nice city jersey. They the the white Lakers writing. Yeah. Um, I like city jersey. I'm a city jersey guy. I'm not gonna lie. The thing is, I don't like the fact that all NBA home jerseys are white now. Like it's a bit like every every NBA jersey has a white standard jersey. If you if you look at it, so. I, I doubt I'd get a white jersey that's not City. Like, um, what other jerseys do I like the look of? A lot of people hate the Mavericks jersey, yeah, but it's something about I wouldn't buy it, but I quite like the look of it. The Mavericks well, City jersey. The one there, or like kind of like the graffiti writing. Graffiti, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I like that jersey. But a lot of people give it hate, so um, I'd say those. But the, the one that has my heart is the Toronto, Toronto uh, North gold, black and gold City jersey. Wear that with like an OVO hoodie. I think, I think that's true. Do you know what? Do you know? Do you know what? I, I really like the pinstripe jerseys from from like the nineties. Those are nice. Even for Those the dead nice. teams like Orlando, the the Orlando pinstripe jersey is nice. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most iconic one. Oh, hundred percent. The one like what, so, what, Penny and Shaq. Wearing. Penny and Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. No, that jersey's nice. I, I like I like the blue one. Oh yeah, the blue one's the best. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, those jerseys are nice. Well, what would you get? What do you, what, what jersey would you get? Would it be would it be a pinstripe or something else? I think it'll be a pinstripe. Either Orlando or even the or even the Chicago one. The, like, yeah, the one, Sh- I Chicago one one's nice. Yeah. Chicago one is nice. I won't even lie to you. Um, yeah, that would be a good buy. So what do you reckon? Do you see yourself getting one? The thing is, I'm like you. I'm not there yet, bro. I'm not yet. Yeah, I, I, like I, I've even stopped buying Liverpool kits. <laughs> like. It's just so damn expensive. Same. I've stopped it, bro. Yeah. Yeah, like, same. I, I haven't got an Arsenal kit in ages. I think my last kit is Thierry Henry, if I'm honest. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Like, your, the last one you bought was when he was at, still at the club? Yeah, O2. It's the Whoa. last Arsenal kit I own. Yeah. We haven't... We've re- okay, the, the kit this year I was very, very close to getting. There's a few kits along the years I was close to getting. This one this year... The, the new Adidas kit. The, our leaked Adidas kit looks sensational. The new one. Um, yeah. Uber, um, Aubameyang was leaked wearing it. So I'm tempted to get that one. But then again, I want to see the away kit and the third kit. And then our third kit a couple of years ago, a black and pink one. Our, um, our second last kit with Puma, the black one. That was quite nice. Um, what other kit along the years? That's about it. I'd say that one and then this this year's home kit. This year's away kit is quite nice. All of our kits this year are quite nice. But um, yeah, I just... Again, I don't really know what to wear football jerseys with. Like people, you can wear them out. You can wear them to club. You can wear them anywhere, like restaurant. But wear them with jeans. I, 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 I it always baffles me in it. So yeah, I guess I could wear them when I'm going to games. But then again, but apart from that, it's just kind of like that's the that's the difference between football and basketball. You can just, you, the basketball is just so much. What well, you could say, British and American culture, like it's just mm. so much more immersed in like fashion. And yeah, things 100%. that you can go to and outings and stuff like that, but bro, mm-hmm. I was looking at the pinstripe jerseys again. The Indiana one, the white one, the Pacers like the, one, the oh, Pacers yes. one. That was lovely. Yes. That's lovely. That's a really nice. That's one. That's a beautiful jersey. Oh, all of the pinstripes, even the, the Pacers, the yellow one. Obviously, my poor job, yeah. you know. So obviously, I, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, that, that white jersey is beautiful. No, but I think the 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 Bulls one. You talk about the black one. That's red with the yeah yeah. That one is yeah. That one you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. 
Bro, and you know um, that that was that was a that was a great section, but bro, this this is the one I've been looking forward to because I want I want to know what you've done. So basically, the Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore. So what we've done is mm-hmm. is that we've created a Mount Rushmore. So that's four like players, a Mount mm-hmm. Rushmore for various clubs around Europe. Yeah. So we we kind of said kind of a modern day thing because we didn't want to put in players from the 60s and 70s that we know but we've never watched because mm-hmm. that, yeah. that, what's the point of that we want to have like a kind of a personal spin mm-hmm. on it so yeah. it's kind of modern day players maybe we'll see a couple from the 80s and they're mostly mm-hmm. you know like 90s 80s 2000s. playing in the 90s yeah yeah 100% so, and we've added uh, a manager of like a, a, a mountain manager for the Mount Rushmore as well mm-hmm. so we've done various clubs so Oscar I want to uh I want to hear your first one. My first one? I want to kind of get... Well, it's not obvious, but I want to kind of get one that... This this is one that I did without having to check nothing. I yeah. did it off the, straight off the top of my head, and that's Barcelona. Again, this, this, this is my era where... Obviously, this is the era that I watched, so there are great players that I might not mention. And um, there's an obvious player here that you, people might feel like is missing, but I did mention him for another club because he's been about. But... My hmm. Barcelona, Mount Rushmore, Lionel Messi, um, Xavi, Andres Iniesta, and Puyol. That's what, that's what I was thinking, yeah. I think that's a bog standard four of Barcelona I would, I would, modern I would era. I that, yeah. Um, the player that I was mm about was R9, but I included... You could, you could have him uh, everywhere. You could have him anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel like he's iconic Barcelona Mount like Mount Rushmore. I don't feel like he's as iconic as the four I just mentioned. Not saying he's he's better than all four of them. Messi, we can talk. No, but yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. You're right though. You're right. But yeah, in terms of Mount Rushmore, like I think those like those guys epitomize Barcelona greatness. So that's yeah, why because four. Yeah, because Ronaldo, he's been about a few clubs. You don't really when you mention Ronaldo, you don't really put in with one certain club. You just think, wow, mm. what a career. You know, it's one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but yeah, I I completely agree with 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 that fall from Barcelona. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even have them on my list. Um, I'll I'll I have. Hmm, who should I go with? I'll go with um, Juventus. Uh, oh, I have one for Juventus. I think, I think you would probably agree with this. I don't know if you. I don't think you. I don't think there's anyone else that you would put in this. But um, let me start off with um, Alessandro Del Piero. Hundred percent. David Trezeguet. Mm-hmm. Gianluigi Buffon, free for free, uh, and George uh, Georgi Chiellini. Again. Oh wait, wait! You forgot your manager for Barcelona. Manager Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola, and yeah, for my Ooh, manager. No, oh. but mm, the thing is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to mention Cruyff, as in that even though we're talking about eras and the modern era is Pep. Yeah, but I have to mention, and even I can mention Rijkaard who won the Champions League. But yeah, Pep in it before people cry because I know how iconic Cruyff is. So please, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, and my manager was um, ah, I'm, I'm, I'll go with I'll go with Allegri. I'll go with Allegri. Allegri. Yeah. It's Allegri or Conte to be fair. Yeah, it's... I had Conte written down, but I was just like, I'll go with Allegri, man. Yeah. But would you not say Allegri is more AC Milan? Like that that Ibra team, Ibra he, Rabinha team. He is, he is. But because like he was, he was, he was at Juventus longer than Conte. He, like, 
He was there yeah, for like five or six there. years. 20, 2014, innit? Plus, he won, like, he, like Conte, they both won the league every, every year, year they were there. Plus, I think Allegri got to two Champions League two finals. Champions he, lost, League he, lost, finals. he lost both of them, but he at least he got to he got to two of yeah. them. Yeah. So I think it's that, true, should, true. That, that plays in it as well. So, yeah, give me your, give me your next one. Well, my next one, I am going to go to Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Okay, yeah. Again, well. this one, this one is... You, you done them as well? Yeah, I, I got them as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting to hear your one because, again, this is the one where I had to go a little bit old, older because okay. Bayern Munich are such a great club historically, man. Um, one, again, the, the these are guys like the first guy I'm gonna mention. I just caught like I just caught him, um, but my Bayern Munich four is Oliver Kahn. This guy, Lothar Mateus, <laughs> oh, Philip Lahm and Frank Ribery. Again, they're amazing ballers I could have mentioned, and Ribery Robin was stuck in my head for time. Thomas Muller, Gerd Muller. There's so many guys I could have mentioned in it, but. I just went for those four because again they resonate with me a little bit more. Like um, again, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, bro, I'm I'm not even 22 yet. To be chatting about Khan and them, man. But <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's the research, it's the Manuel Neuer links, stuff like that. Where I've gone back and done my thing, and also for those who don't know, I'm a Pez guy, and Mateos and Khan are on Pez <laughs> as well. So that that helped me go back and do my research as well. Um, and then Lam. Um, one of the best fullbacks in the modern era, um, sensational. Pep said he's one of the, he's the best players to work with. So football brain is outrageous. Passing is outrageous. Could play play in midfield. He was one of the first fullbacks because he fits Pep's system where he plays two centre backs and the inverted fullbacks. Like Valam was perfect for that. And my manager is not going to be Pep. It's going to be Yup Heinka. Um, Trouble winning. That name, bro. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Any German speakers out there, I pull it. We actually have listeners in Germany as well when we're when we're checking our thing. What so the I'm hell, actually really? So sorry. Yeah, when I checked last last check, I saw. Unless I'm blind, but um. Jeez. I I do apologize, but obviously the trouble winning manager who he came back to help you lot out as well. But yeah, man, that's me. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's it's all ones are really similar. Let me go with my, my one. Okay, so I've got Oliver Kahn as well. Mm-hmm. I've got Philip Lahm, like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got Frank Ribery, like you. Mm-hmm. Evan, you can see I went a little bit more modern. Because I think you can mm-hmm. guess who I went with. Iron Robin. Yeah, I went with Robin. Yeah. And I, again. My, my manager, again, was Yop uh, Hainix. I think, I think, I think that's the wrong pronunciation, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, no. But again, I can't argue with your, with your four, man. That's... That's a standard for what was was Khan versus Neuer? Was that a, mm, for you? Was that a discussion had, in your head? I had I had Neuer, I had Neuer mm. this whole time. But then when you said I'm going to go a little bit old school, I was like, mm-hmm. Malwin is a little bit too modern. Let me yeah. at least bring one guy back, Evan Oliver Khan. I was like, bro, he's of course he, he he's the guy. So I had to put Khan mm-hmm. over Neuer. But it's, it's it was close though. It's it's interesting who like I feel like they're two absolutely great like. Absolutely brilliant keepers, isn't it? I I I can't even tell you who's better. Like I'd I'd have to sit down and think about that because yeah. Again, old school keeper Khan is one of the like epitomes, and new school keeper Noya is is the new. He is the super keeper. He is new school keeper that yeah. can kick ball, and he's bro. Again, this is why I love Pez. On Pez, 
if when you're attacking, the guy is outside of his box. He's outside of his <laughs> box. Like his playing style. Yeah. Like it's crazy, bro. Um. So again, two amazing keepers uh, for Germany and Bayern. And then obviously again, I'm gonna mention this again because when you're talking about Bayern and you're not mentioning Beckenbauer, people might think we don't know ball. We know yeah. ball, but we just did it for a bit more of a modern era. Um. So yeah. Go. Uh. I wanna hear. Uh. Let me go next actually. Yeah, my yeah, next team time. is where I my boys, the Gunners. Okay, as well. And this is this is one again I didn't have to think about. Um uh, again we've had some great players over the time. But for modern era, Thierry Henry, Dennis yep. Burkamp, Tony Adams, and Ian Wright. The only player I feel that I couldn't put in here. Is Arsene Wenger? Arsene Wenger. My God, is is that's my manager? Obviously, is Arsene Wenger. Like we don't even talk about that. But um, no, we we can. Herbert Chapman, bro. I know, I know. George Graham, I know, I know. But um, is Patrick Vieira is the only player I feel a little bit hard done by not putting in this list. But otherwise, for me, it's a no-brainer. I'm not gonna lie. I had I had Arsenal as well, and I had the exact same four as well as Wenger mm-hmm. but um, yeah. it's weirdly I didn't I didn't think of Vieira I don't know why I, I did the, the Arsenal one I did was the quickest one I'd done mm-hmm. like it was the quickest one I'd done I didn't really think about it. for the others I had to think but for Arsenal it just yeah. it, it's, it was weird it seemed I did it really fast without thinking of Vieira I don't know why maybe because Wright is just such a like everyone loves him man he's a yeah, he's really Arsenal fans legend. really really love that guy yeah no I, I love that guy I adore him <laughs> Yeah. Know. So yeah, so, he, he, and Wright is legend off the pitch as well. Like he's exactly. just such he's is that, I love Uncle Wrighty well, yeah. man. He's just he's just a guy. So yeah, I can understand why that why that would come to your head a little bit more than Vieira. But Vieira was sensational, man. Absolutely sensational. So I have to give him his credit when I'm talking about Arsenal. Yeah. So um, my one, I'm going for your North London rivals, isn't it? So ooh, um, Tottenham. I did I'm not do that. Tottenham. No, not because I'm biased, but <laughs> bro, just, so, yeah, I didn't do them still. Yeah, this Tottenham one. So the first one I had was Robbie Keane. Mm-hmm. And then I had uh, Gareth Bell. Yep. Um, Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. And Luka Modric. Again, I can't really argue that. Um, the I only mean, player that I have in my mind is Gaza. But you can argue it's a bit before our time, etc., etc., but the thing about all these guys, well, yeah. ap- uh, apart from Keane and Keane and Kane, the other two, I'd say they're more associated with Madrid, which is why I didn't want to do one for this team because I don't want to sound like a Tottenham hater, but this is how I feel in it. But they, they are. I can't, and then again, I, I can't put anyone else in that list, so that Mount Rushmore was right for me. Exactly, I didn't want to. I didn't want to take out Bale and like big respect to Ledley King, right? But I, I didn't oh, want to. Yeah. I didn't want to take out Bale and put in King. I mean. Come on. <laughs> like this is Gar- Gareth Bell, bro. <laughs> like it's true, it's true. My manager is um, is Harry Redknapp, man. I had to choose Harry Redknapp. Who, who was your manager? Sorry, Harry Redknapp. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I had Poch, but then I was like, Tottenham under Harry Redknapp in the Champions League. It's, I know they got to the final under Poch, but that team mm. that they had under Redknapp with Van der Vaart, the ones I just mentioned. Pavlicek, yeah. remember Pavlicek, Roman Pavlicek? Yeah, fam. man. They Isn't were that Nico Crancho and them lot? Nigo Crancher, oh man, is that Tarap? Tarap, yeah, but that, he wasn't really playing that much in it. Was he, mm, he even yeah. he play that much? But yeah, that's when they had that that team. So, um, 
Yeah, I Brad Friedo. Brad Friedo in goal. Oh my days. Friedo, you know. Uh, when I think about that, I just think about Bell blitzing Michael and scoring a hat trick exactly, in the Santero. Yeah. Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch. Crouch scored Defoe. In, that, in that game, I think. Defoe. Defoe could have been in there as well. Ooh. Yeah. I'm after. Defoe. The phone, the phone might have to slide in there. So like I'm Modric. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, fi- yeah, I'm okay. I'm taking out Modric. I'm putting in the phone. Uh, yeah, I have to yeah. do that. Okay, yeah. So that's that's the yeah. in there. So yeah, um, this is gonna be your your fourth one. Let me hear your fourth one. My fourth one. Um, I'm going to go for your boys. I'm gonna go for Liverpool. Okay, okay. Again, I'm this one. Um. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know there was. Um, I was. I'm an R. In, I always. I'm an R. But I'm just gonna go for it. So Liverpool, Steven Gerrard. Look at this guy sitting back in his chair. Okay. Steven Gerrard, Kenny Dalglish, Robbie Fowler, and Ian Rush. So, again, it's a very attack attack minded. But I just went for the guys that when I think of Liverpool, these are the f- pretty much the f- first four guys that come to my mind. Iconic. And manager at Rafa Benitez. Iconic. Um, yeah, man. Again, there's some other people I could have had in there, but... Again, I, t- I kind of had to go for what I think. Even though, personally, I probably wouldn't have Ian Rush in there. Like, if it was me, like, Liverpool players that resonate with me. Okay. I wouldn't yeah. have Rush Rush or Kenny in there. Um, but, again, for Matt Rushmore, I think that's for me in it. I'm interested to hear yours. Obviously, you're the Liverpool guy in it, so. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're real similar. I mean, obviously, I had Gerard, um, mm-hmm. I had Dalglish, mm-hmm. I had Rush, and yep. I, I was, I was thinking between Fowler and this guy, but mm-hmm. I had to put in this guy just slightly, slightly ahead for me, which is John Barnes. Yeah. That's not not not, not very popular with with the kids of today for for other reasons. Just Part of the reason why I didn't pick him, and yeah. also, also Suness, him and Suness, that's the two. That's Suness I've just forgot. As well, yeah. Him and Suness were in my mind, but because of them in the media, yeah. and I'm sick of them <laughs> on Sky Sports, I, I I didn't pick them in it. But yeah, no, that that's a great pick. John Barnes is a great pick. Yeah, you you could um, argue he's up there. He's really up there. Like he's up there, bro. He's you know bag of appearance. He had I think, over three hundred games for us. Um, probably over, I think over a hundred goals. He won the league, you know, various times. If I'm a manager, I had to go with Klopp. I had to go with Klopp over Benitez. Man. Klopp over Benitez? Yeah, it's, well, it's, 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 both, the, it's both the Premier Champions League. winners. Yeah. It's the, the Premier the League. We Premier basically league won that... it, innit, so... Huh? Because we basically won it, so... Huh? I have, I have to... You basically oh, oh, won... Oh, I thought, I, thought you, <laughs> I thought you genuinely couldn't hear me. Of course I can hear you. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to make you question what you're saying. No, I mean, what if that's pre- what you believe... 100%. Okay, you, you you can have your your zero point five Premier League. That's fine. Uh, but you know, I don't I don't really <laughs> want to get into. This. I'm in a good mood in it, so just go on with your fifth one. All right, do my next one. This is where I went for Real Madrid, and then um, in this one, again, this is one that you could have an array of players. And if it was me personally, I'd say. And well, one of one of these guys would have been swapped for someone else. But um, my Real Madrid four is Cristiano Ronaldo, Zinedine Zidane, R nine, and Raúl. That is my Real Madrid four. 
again, I feel I feel a bit weird not having Roberto Carlos in here, but it's one I'm gonna have to live with. And so many other players, um, Figo, man, Guti. Uh, Guti wouldn't be on here, but Guti is so underrated, man. I I got a lot of time for him, man. Uh, Alonso, bro, Ramos. Bro, like these guys have got got guys, man. These guys have got ballers. Marcelo, Marcelo's a guy, you know. Marcelo is a baller. There's too many guys. Too many guys from Madrid. Um, Wait, yeah, that is my Madrid. Oh, oh, how do you have a thought about this? I probably go Zidane off, to, off the top of my head. So he goes Zidane twice. Yeah, Zidane. Why yeah, not, man? Yeah. He's that good. Free Pete in the Champions League is a bit mad still. I won't lie to you. Oh man! And I'm I'm yeah. going to apologize to Inca Casillas right now. I'm going to say sorry, bro. That's I can't again. I can't I can't I can't take anybody away. But I ha- I did a Real Madrid one and I didn't even mm-hmm. I didn't put Zidane in. I don't know why. I'd, I he didn't come to mind. I didn't even huh? put Zidane in. <laughs> let, 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 let me tell you. Just, I I don't want to oh, I don't want to just like say oh, I I wasn't gonna like just say oh I put Zidane in now. Like I want to tell you mm-hmm. what I actually had. So. Yeah, I, I had Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. I had Raúl. Yeah. I had uh, I, I had Casillas. Okay. And I and I had Sergio Ramos. <laughs> I had Sergio Ramos. No, Ramos isn't a bad pick. Ramos is. I thought you were gonna say something worse. Ah, uh, no, no. I was. I was shocked. Now nah, Ramos. Ramos is is a great centre back. And Evan, right back. He started off as a right back. Yeah. Evan Zidane was my manager. He was my original okay. manager. But uh, there's enough. just you, as you, there's so many greats, man. Just during that 2000, mm-hmm. 2006, them Galacticos, they were just on. For you, like you said, Figo, Brazilian Ronaldo, Zidane, Roberto Carlos, Guti. I mean, Beckham, Beckham, like he, Fernando Hierro. It, it was just on. Um, and like the modern days, you, Benzema. You know, Benzema's been there for like eleven years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Marcelo, crazy. I mean. Oh, Marcelo's a geez. guy. Marcelo's a guy. I'm sorry, Marcelo is a guy. Who do you Mo- have? Marcelo Modric or Roberto a couple Carlos? years ago. Oh, Roberto Carlos. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I loved, I loved them both. I think I loved them both equally, but Carlos was just a bit more complete. This guy was a. But tank, nah, man. but I feel like it's just Marcelo's tech is different. His tech yeah. is his touch. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, Marcelo's a guy. Marcelo. Bro, yeah, um, that's a tough one, but I, I, I'd go with Carlos. All right, so do you wanna do you wanna do two more each before we end this episode? All right, cool. Um, I will go for. I suppose we've got to get this team out of the way. Manchester United. Um, yep. Giggs, Skulls, Rooney. This one I actually kind of had two. Well, manager so Alex Ferguson. Well, obviously, I know you can't have five heads on the Mount Rushmore, innit? But I, I honestly don't know who to pick out of Cantona and Beckham. But okay, now I'm, I'm going to go Cantona, actually. Cantona, Rooney, Skulls, Giggs. Wait, am I... I, I think... Am I, am I tapped or something? I, I don't know what's going on. What happened? Did, did you really just miss out that guy? Who, what, Rio? Who, who am I missing out? He, he, was a, he, he was a winger. Who? Who am I missing out? Ronaldo, from... CR seven. Yes, bro. Nah, man. Nah, man. I'm. I'm not having. I'm. You can't be on two Mount, Mount Rushmore's where I'm from. Mm-mm. Nah. I, if you're that great, if you're that great, LeBron's gonna be on the nah, Miami man. and the Cleveland Mount Rushmore, bro. 
Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point, isn't it? That, it's a good point. I can't argue that one still. <laughs> Even but, Michael Jordan nah, will be man. in the Washington Wizards flipping Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> he really will be, bro. Yeah, he probably would. He wants to be on there. But um, nah, man. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm not having Ronaldo in here. As good, as amazing as he was, he's probably the best player to ever play in the Premier League. But Which sounds mad that I don't have him on here. But these guys epitomise Man United more. To me, and I mean, I I, again, I get I get that point. I get that point. And if if I say to you CR seven, you don't think of Juventus and United. You think of Real Madrid. No, you do. Think That's of why I have him. You, you think of United, bro. You do. You really bro. Do. I think of. I'm not even being biased. I think of I think of Real Madrid. Obviously, United comes to mind. That's what we're first knowing him. But I think of Real, That's why, like, like R nine, Real Madrid came to me. Like honestly, but with R nine, it's Brazil that comes to me the most. But yeah. club-wise, it's Real Madrid. Because he, he's played for Real Madrid, Barca, Inter and AC. And other clubs as well. So, nah, man. I'm I'm sticking with my guns. Sticking I mean, with my guns. you know what? You do you. But like, I, I, I've done the United one as well. And my one might be a mm-hmm. little bit controversial. But my first one, I, I went with George Best. I went with George Best. But, bro, like the eras and that, bro. I know, but... I would like, have had I, him in there. I, 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 I've even, like, the others... The other, oh, like... Older people, I would that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had in my other ones. I didn't really watch them, but I've watched stuff of George yeah. Best, so I had to, yeah, I have so to have put I. him in. Wayne Rooney, mm-hmm. of course. Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. and Paul Scholes. No and gigs. I didn't. I didn't put gigs. I didn't even think about gigs. And then, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, Sir Sir Alex. He obviously he's he's the manager. Yeah, of course, of course he's the manager. Um, yeah, I can't argue that list. I, w- I would have had Best even in here as well. Um, but you know. No, I, I kind of skewed away from the era part, but I, I, I think him or Giggs, but I, I went the best, to be honest. Yeah, if, if you ask me to pick, I'm definitely picking best because the other guy is just a longevity merchant. Yeah. But um, <laughs> honestly, he's a, lo- he's a longevity merchant, bruv. Oh, I love that term. Um, longevity merchant. <laughs> oh, my God. Was, there was, there's, like a, there's a penalty merchant, there's a passion merchant. Yeah. There's a longevity, longevity merchant. merchant. N- nostalgia merchant. Oh, um, what? What other merchants? Like nostalgia, you know when people are just stuck in the past. That that pronunciation, bro, it's nostalgia. Nostalgia, oh, bro, you know what I meant in it. So pr- pronunciation nostalgia. and spelling, it's re- it's really not your strong suit. Not at all. <laughs> I don't know how to pass English. God just bless me in it. So but, wait, yeah. Um, so um, give me your give me your last one. Last one, it's the boys in blue. I'm gonna go for Chelsea. Again, um, all the English teams I did were the original top four. I was not having Man City or Tottenham in there. Um. Imagine doing a Man City, Matt Rushmore, all all of them still play for your club apart from one or oh. two. That's disgusting. But um, at least Chelsea again, they were the Man City before Man City, but at least they have some history. So again, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go for Lampard, which goes without saying. John Terry, Zola, and Drogba. That's my Chelsea four. Ooh, see, I had a yeah. Chelsea one. I, I don't want to. I'm guessing you're checking there. That's just, I, just, just I, a I, guess. I, I had checking there and I had... Deservedly. I had, I had Ashley Cole. And who? Terry and Lampard? Oh, snap. It's four of them, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I have, so to, take I, out, I have, to, I have to take out Cole then. I have to put in Terry, yeah. Check Terry, Drogba, Lampard, yeah. That yeah, would have been my okay. one. But yeah, my yeah, last one. Solid. But yeah. Um, oh, manager. Oh, yeah, manager. Jose. Jose, yeah, it's got to be Jose. 
Wait, did I do manager for? I done manager. Well, Man United. Yeah, and no, I've done them all. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for my last one, this is the one that this is the small team I did before mm-hmm. we started. I did Everton. Okay. Um. So I mean, all of them were like, yeah. So I had your manager, Mikel Arteta. Okay. I had Leighton Baines. Mm-hmm. I had uh, the longevity merchant, Leon Osman. Uh, just because just he just spent his whole career with them. It's like he was like that good. You know what I mean? He's just a standard. I thought, I thought you were going to see another longevity merchant. What, Tony Hibbert? Nah, Barry. Oh, Gareth Barry? Oh, nah, not yet. Yeah. And then probably, you know, one of the best players ever, Tim Cahill. Yeah, Tim Cahill. Cahill so that's was a four. And the manager... It's got to be David Moyes. Yeah, it has to be. It's it has to be David, David Moyes. Moyes. That's where that's where they were at their best, really. It was either him or uh, Roberto Martinez, but yeah, I'd go, I'd go, I'd go Moyes as well. That, that you just remind me of that Fellaini, Cahill, uh, Arteta. And, they were they were uh, really you, good. You remember Pina, Stephen Pina. Oh, yeah, fam. dreads. Um, yeah, man, they they had some guys still. They had some guys, but um, yeah, Cahill was. So good, so so good, yeah, man. That, that that that's a great small team to pick. I I I didn't pick any small teams. If you support a small team, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? But yeah, no, nah, that was a that that was a great list. I appreciate, it. and we come to the end of the podcast, end of episode eleven, and uh, it's been a stressful one because yesterday we were just trying to find, figure out a way to do it because everyone's home in our house. And we yeah. don't want it to be like loud noises and stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Oscar had some mad stuff going on. Man. And everything's going on. <laughs> Fam, it's mad. Honestly, it's mad. So, yeah, man. At least we managed to get it out there. It's a little bit late. So, um, you know, some of you might be watching the next episodes of Last Dance while this is coming out. But we will, we will, we will catch up. Um, we always do. And yeah, man. Um, it was a good episode, though despite the circumstances yeah so we will see you uh next week